I'm going to share this morning from Psalms 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. It has 176 verses. Don't worry, I'm only reading one verse. <laughs> Just about smack dab in the middle of this chapter that talks so much about the Word of God. But this one verse... Verse 89 is a verse that is very special, very precious to the child of God. It says these words, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. May God bless and anoint his word and his servant to speak his word today in Jesus name the Lord directed me this week to talk to you about this thought as unusual as it may sound when God shuts down the gospel when God shuts down the gospel the gospel is our guide, our roadmap. It's the wisdom that we need to navigate every day of our lives. During this season, more than ever, we need the strength and the stability that comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need the gospel's miracles. We need the gospel's history. We need the gospel's commandments. We need the gospel's narratives. We need the gospel's life-giving power. Thank God for the 66 books that we know as the Word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But have you ever heard the crazy idea that God would ever shut down the gospel? shut down the ministry. It sounds far-fetched, unrealistic, even absurd. Now, there are a couple times in the Scripture that I thought, well, maybe the gospel should be shut down right here. After all, I read in the Word of God where man, first of all, tried to shut down the gospel and the ministry. You may not even be aware of that. But there was an attempt made it happened on one occasion in John chapter 9 and verse 38. John, a disciple of Jesus, he came to the Lord and he said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in your name, and he does not follow us. And so we forbid him because he does not follow us. Now that is man trying to shut down the gospel. John probably thought he was going to get an attaboy from the Lord because whoever that was was not part of the immediate 12, wasn't part of the apostles of the Lord. But instead of getting an attaboy from Jesus, he got a rebuke from Jesus. And Jesus said these words to him 
Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. I began to process that this week, and I thought, boy, how many times does man try to shut down the gospel? There are times even those in the ministry, if we're not careful, we begin to compare and contrast our ministry with the ministry down the road or the ministry across the county. You know, like this, over there, they don't do it quite like we do it. At that church, that's a liberal word. And over there, down the road, that's a restrictive word that they bring. And sometimes we have this perception that that church thinks they're better than us or, or that church is not as good as we are. Their ministry is not as effective as our ministry, or their ministry has more to offer than our ministry. I was sitting as part of a Zoom conference here just a couple of weeks ago, and I was listening to a well-known leader in our own denomination who pastors a church probably 2,000 strong. And he was sitting and talking with 10 pastors from the state of Virginia and I remember his transparency as he shared during this season his insecurities of, of, of seeing other churches with more to offer in the media than what their local church had to offer. That's that temptation to compare and contrast our ministry with other ministries. I mean, just this past week, I was watching and looking at other uh, drive-in services, and I, I noticed that some of the some of the, the drive-in services, their trailers had carpet on it and had plants on it and, and, and had all kinds of decoration to it. And I thought, my goodness, why didn't we, why didn't we decorate ours more? And, and just that natural tendency uh, to want to compare and, and to contrast. And, and, and so then, then the Lord comes along, and, and he reminds us that that in reality we're we're not we're not really all that uh, the truth of the matter is if we're proclaiming the work of the ministry if we're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, and that ministry may not look like ours and they may not uh, be formatted like ours the truth of the matter is they are on our side and we are on their side and, and can I say today God will not shut down the gospel because man wants to shut down the gospel or tries to God's gospel will always go forth in fact I was reading this week in, in Paul's letter to the Philippians listen to this in Philippians chapter 1 while he was in prison while he was in prison and not able to be out on the evangelistic trail there were others that stepped in some out of jealousy some out of greed some out of envy and selfish ambition. And those that stepped in thought to themselves, well, Paul is in prison right now. Paul is out of the way. So I'm just going to step in and take his place. And, and I'm going to preach the gospel and gather my own following. You know, I'm going to make a name for myself. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to make my move at this time. And, and you would think as someone with that kind of agenda that God would step 
in and shut down that kind of a gospel. But not so is the case. Because if you read Paul's further letter, he goes by saying these words. It doesn't matter what the motives behind the preaching is. The main thing is Christ is preached and the gospel is shared. And he goes on to write, while I may be in chains, the gospel will continue to be shared and lives will be touched and changed because of the gospel. As odd as it may sound today, my brothers and sisters, God will not shut down the gospel even when it may be done out of human and impure motives because God can take his word even if it's used inaccurately, even if it's used inappropriately and even unworthily and he can turn it around and speak to the hearts of people. And here's the reason why. Because it's not about the vessel through whom the gospel comes. It's what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 when he said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Can I tell you today, you're looking at flesh and bone. You're looking at, at a normal human vessel. I'm nothing but the newspaper boy. It's not about me. It's about the gospel that sits inside of me. It's about the gospel, the treasure in earth and vessel, the pearl of great price. That's what makes a difference in lives. Oh, God, help us to understand man cannot shut down the gospel if the gospel of God, if God still wants it to go forth, it will always go forth and it will make a difference. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The second thing I want to tell you is that God will shut down the gospel. Now, he'll not do it when man wants him to do it. You would think when man's operating in an inappropriate way with the word of God, that God would shut down the gospel then. But can I tell you, God has shut down the gospel before. Let me tell you when God will shut down the gospel. If you want to, look at Luke chapter 4. You'll read about Jesus, and he's in the synagogue, and he is teaching. In verse three, 33, listen to what it says. It says, the spirit of an unclean devil cried out with a loud voice, I know you. You are the Holy One of God. You know what Jesus did? He rebuked him and told him to hold his peace. Now, I want you to note something. What that demon said was the truth. He was declaring the truth. When he looked at Jesus and said, you are the Holy One of God, he was stating fact. He was stating reality. You go about eight verses down in the same chapter. In verse 41, the devils came out of many. And as they came out of many, the Bible says they cried out, thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And the Bible says Jesus rebuked. 
rebuked them and suffered them not to speak. He told them again to be quiet. What, what, what are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you that in both instances, the demons were declaring the truth. They were saying the truth. Jesus, in fact, was and is the Holy One of God. Demons from darkness were stating the reality for all to hear. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That is gospel. That is the truth. And yet, Jesus, God in the flesh, shut it down. He shut them up, even though they were declaring the truth of who he was. He was not accepting to it, and he shut down the gospel. If you go to Acts, I'm going somewhere. You stay with me. You go to Acts chapter 16. You'll read about a young woman that was following Paul and Timothy and as and the ministry team, and she followed them. And as she followed them, she cried out and she said, these men are servants of the most high God, and they show unto us the way of salvation. Everything that she was saying was absolutely true. They were servants of the Lord. They were showing forth the plan of salvation. They were sharing the gospel. The problem was is that she had a demon of divination. She was possessed and controlled by the devil. And Paul turned to that spirit in that young lady and commanded that spirit. And this is what he said. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her. Can I tell you, God shut that gospel down. God shut that demon of divination up. You say today, why is that? They were declaring the truth. i tell you why it was. It may be truth, but it was truth that was coming from the devil. And truth coming from the devil can never be a pure source. You might think in your mind today, God will uh, take praise and a declaration of who he is from the devil. Don't you believe it for a moment? And that's why he shut it down. What I learned from that, from reading that and studying that, is that it is better to have the gospel from a begrudging human source, a human jealous source, a source that doesn't preach the whole gospel. A human source that even has his or her own agenda. I have found myself this week praying for pastors. Praying even this morning asking God to forgive me for being uh, critical of other ministries. Other pastors. Pastors that we say preach a social gospel that don't preach the whole word. And we sit there and we're, we're critical of them because we, we have an idea of what the whole gospel preach should look like and we have our agendas and our ideas and, and I'm no different than I have found the Lord saying you need to start blessing that pastor that runs in that mega church you need to start blessing that pastor across town that you may have some issues with the gospel that they preach because even if they get a portion of the gospel even if they get a measure of the gospel he said my word will always prevail there'll be not one jot or one tittle that'll fall dead to the wayside. I tell you, when man wants to shut down the gospel, God says, I'll take the imperfections of 
of man, even the imperfections of Donald Jones, and I will somehow plant a seed in the heart of people, and their lives will be changed. God would rather have imperfect people, even with their own selfish agenda, to declare the word of the Lord than he would to have the gospel declared by the evil one, even for a moment. I'm telling you the truth. Now, this is where I get excited because the bottom line is the gospel is shut down only by God and God alone. Let me just get to this last point because I think I want to leave you with this today. And that is this truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is an eternal gospel. Isaiah wrote it like this. He said, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord shall endure forever. Jesus said these words, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And the, and the writer of Psalms penned it like this. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. I'm telling you, when we stand before God at the end of days, the Bible says the books are going to be open. Can I tell you what one book is going to be open? That's the book of eternal life. And that's where I know my name is written today since I made Jesus my Savior and Lord. But that's not the only book that's going to be open. There's a book called the Word of God. It was created by God. It was written by God. It was breathed upon by God and let me tell you something when it's all said and done and this earth has passed away the word of the Lord will endure forever and that book will also be open when we stand before the Lord God Almighty on that judgment seat of Christ day well praise the Lord well praise the Lord <laughs> now I want to tell you something because I've wrestled with this myself and maybe you have as well Some are wondering during this season, during these last, starting Tuesday, will be six weeks. We'll start into our sixth week on Tuesday. And some have wondered and pondered, is God putting the church on the shelf? Is the gospel being shut down? You are hearing the same things I'm hearing in Virginia as a wicked more immoral agenda that was passed last week on a holy day on a holy week for the Christian it was an affront and an offense to the child of God anti God political platforms were quietly signed into law while Virginians dealt with the angst over COVID-19 the economy, and when we can come together again as people of faith. It causes us to ask the question, is the gospel being shut down? Let me take, take you to the word of my God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me take you to the word of God this morning. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 36. There was a wicked king by the name of Jehoiakim. And the Bible says that a prophetic word had been given through the prophet Jeremiah. And Jehoiakim wanted to hear this word directly. And so they brought the word into him. He was sitting in his, in his uh, house on a winter day. And there was a fire that was burning in the fireplace. And the Bible said that they began to read the words of prophecy to that wicked king. The words that were given by God. 
the words that were written by the prophet Jeremiah. And as they read the words of the prophecy to this wicked king, the scripture says he took out his penknife, pulled it out of his pocket, and he started slicing up the word of God, the prophetic word of God that came from the throne room of heaven. And as he sliced it up, he began to throw shreds of the word of God into the fireplace. And before long, the whole scroll, the whole prophecy had been thrown into the fireplace completely consumed and let me tell you something he thought he was shutting down the word of God he thought he was shutting down the ministry but I'm telling you I'll say it again only God shuts his gospel down you know what happened God got hold of the prophet and this is what he said to Jeremiah he said I want you to go back and I want you to write the prophecy again and this time I'm going to add more to the prophecy than there was the first time well praise the Lord I'm telling you right now you and I are on the winning side we've read the beginning of the book we've read the back of the book we know as children of God we win and when this earth is all rocking and reeling one thing is for sure the gospel of Jesus Christ still stands and it will stand forever well praise the Lord well praise the Lord hallelujah is God shutting the gospel down is God putting the Pulaski church on the shelf during Corona? Quite the contrary. Not on your life. Neighbors are sitting on their deck across the street listening and hearing the gospel. Neighbors have come down the embankment of their home across the street to get to a place where they could hear better the worship and the word. Neighbors are now driving on to the parking lot. Maybe you're here this morning because you heard the gospel and you're part of our parking lot service. Our own people, our own people, some of them into their 70s and 80s that never would have touched social media or Facebook, but they're learning to use social media and now are enjoying live stream services from their homes and can share it with other people that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Hundreds more are watching this morning on live stream than have ever watched before of the services. This FM transmitter that you're listening to is, 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 has, has the ability to reach all the way over to Hardy's on Main Street. We've got reports that, that we've been heard to the top of Memorial up by the Presbyterian Church. I'm telling you, hundreds and hundreds of people are being fed because the Pulaski Church, along with others, are meeting the needs of our town and our county out on Dora Highway way I come to this conclusion it's not my own God used somebody else to drop it into my spirit but I've come to this reality God is turning the church inside out and the gospel is being prepared and the gospel is being pronounced and the gospel is being propagated and the gospel is being perpetuated and the gospel is being proclaimed and presented and all the other PRs I can think of but more than anything else the gospel gospel of Jesus Christ is still being preached. I'm telling you, you can't shut down God's gospel. It will always go forth. The Bible says as the rain is sent forth to water the earth, so my word will not return void, but will accomplish that which I send it out to do. 
Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had a good friend of mine who's now pastoring. When I was his pastor, he used to sit in service, sit in the audience. And while other people were saying amen and hallelujah and glory to God, when he felt God, he would simply say this, preach, preach. The gospel is what's making a difference. God is not shutting down his gospel. He's just turning the church inside out. While Washington infights and Richmond burps, burps forth its hellish agenda, supporting its immoral cause, the church is still alive. The church is still well and the gospel is not shut down, but rather it's open for any and all to hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Could it be that God turned us inside out, got us out of the comfort of a new sanctuary, and I'm just as desperate to get back in there to hug you and embrace you and to pray with you i'm just as desperate to get back in there as as anyone watching through the camera or on this parking lot we're looking forward to the day i tell you what when we do get back together we shouldn't have any problem praising god in the sanctuary should we we shouldn't have any problems singing out of the depths of our heart unto the lord season that God puts us out here maybe that one that says you know what they're making too much noise over there maybe they said that last week but this week something is spoken that gets a hold of their heart something is spoken something is sung that ministers to their spirit Man tries to shut down the gospel of the Lord, and he's unsuccessful. God only shuts down the gospel when it comes from the devil, even as true as it is. So I'm here to tell you today, <laughs> the work of ministry continues. Don't you despair. Don't you give up. Don't you give in. If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm going to ask you to roll down your windows. Lift that hand out of the car window to heaven right now, would you? Would you do that right now? All over I see hands. Hands out the window. I know it feels different, unusual, maybe even awkward. But as you're hearing the music, could you just could you just lift that hand and say, God, would you use me for the gospel's sake? Would you would you use me for the gospel's sake? 
Oh, Father. Oh, Father, use me for the gospel's sake. Maybe it's me clicking a button called share of a service that I just participated in. Maybe it's picking up a phone. But Lord, you, Lord, you've kind of taken away some of the some of the amenities that we're used to and the conveniences. Maybe it's time to actually, since we have time, pick up the phone and call someone and tell them that we care. Maybe it's picking up food for our neighbor. That shut-in, that older person that is terrified to leave their house, but they're too pride-filled to tell the people around them that they need some food. Oh, Lord, as our hands are raised to you today, I'm asking you, Lord, to give us the boldness to be ambassadors of Christ for the gospel's sake. Whatever creative and unique ways that you desire to use us in, use us for your glory and for the furtherance of the gospel. The gospel is what changed us. The scripture says, freely you have received, so freely give. And as we have received that life-changing gospel in our hearts, may we pass it on to change the hearts of someone in our path. We love you, Lord. Keep us. Protect us. Continue to provide for us as we face another week. Another week where we have more questions than we do have answers, but our trust and our faith is in you and you alone. If you know it, say it with me. Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my King, and my Redeemer. God bless you. We love you in the Lord. Go as an ambassador of Christ for the furtherance of the gospel. May the Lord be with you.